fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our Appalachian community who produce, prepare, and preserve our local foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are so proud of this talented 14-year-old musician and singer. Today I feature three recipes of Valentine treats that are relatively easy to make in your own home. The first two come from Mary Constantine. She is the retired food editor of the Knoxville News Sentinel, and uh, she's got a couple of recipes for chocolate cappuccino truffles and chocolate fondue. And the second recipe comes by way of Fred Sossman from Johnson City with fun adult Valentine drinks. I also have included a story told by Bill Houston of Houston's Mineral Well in Newmarket, Tennessee. And this is a story he tells of Nettie Ivy, a Newmarket resident, who came up with the tagline for JFG Coffee, the best part of the meal. And I have news on four events, and three of which involve saving heirloom seed, including a brand new seed library at the Blount County Public Library in Maryville, Tennessee, a Slow Food Tennessee Valley event at Iams Nature Center, and the 50th anniversary Wild Game Dinner at UT. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our Tennessee table. I am just so happy that you decided to tune in. Now let's get started. We'll first hear from Mary D.D. Constantine. She is, as I said, the retired food editor of the Knoxville News Sentinel, and uh, she's going to share a couple of yummy Valentine recipes for us. And these really aren't so hard to make at the house. If you're wanting to create a romantic evening for your love on Valentine's Day and aren't really adept at cooking, you can't go wrong with this simple chocolate bar fondue. To make the fondue, add three-fourths cup 
heavy cream with one pound of milk or dark chocolate, or you combine milk and dark chocolate, broken into pieces. Place it in a pot over low heat, stir the two together until the chocolate melts. And this is going to take a little while, so do not turn up the temperature. Just stir away, and it is going to be well worth it. And if you don't have a fondue pot, then once the chocolate has melted through, warm a couple of ramekins and pour the chocolate into the ramekins where you could easily dip sliced strawberries, sliced bananas, some pineapple, and maybe even a squares of angel food cake. Love is in the air. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. Barbara Tenney has been a part of Knoxville's culinary scene for more than 25 years. She's currently teaching classes at Butler and Bailey Market, and if you've never been to a class, you might want to go. She's taught at various other places throughout the years, though, including the Maytag store at Turkey Creek and Williams-Sonoma at Westtown Mall. Her love of cooking was nurtured by her parents and grandparents, and through their encouragement, she entered numerous cooking contests. Barbara is an inaugural member of the Kraft Foods Hall of Fame and the author of three cookbooks. Chocolate Cappuccino Truffles is one of her go-to desserts for special occasions, and I can personally attest to their decadence. So if you're wanting to impress someone for Valentine's Day, I promise you, you can't go wrong with this recipe. To prepare, you melt one pound of finely chopped bittersweet chocolate in a double boiler over hot, not simmering water, stirring frequently. Barbara prefers Calabot chocolate, that's C-A-L-L-E-B-A-U-T, but I'm sure if you find any good quality bittersweet chocolate, that will work. In a one-quart saucepan, bring one and a half cups of whipping cream to a boil. Remove the cream from the heat and immediately dissolve two tablespoons of instant espresso powder. Then stir in one and a half teaspoons cinnamon. You pour the cream and the melted chocolate together. Stir until well blended. Pour all of that into a 9 by 13 inch casserole dish. Cover it and let it cool to room temperature. When it gets to room temperature, you need to put it in the refrigerator until the mixture is thick. Not stiff, but just thick. About two to three hours. Then using a small ice cream scoop, Scoop out your truffle balls and place on a lined baking sheet. This makes about 60, so you need to have a lot of room. You chill those for about 6 hours. On the day of serving, roll each truffle in unsweetened cocoa powder or powdered sugar. Place them in a paper candy cup if you want, or just serve on a pretty platter. They'll keep for a month if refrigerated. Not at my house, or two months in the freezer. They should be served at room temperature. Happy Valentine's Day. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. And you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. After a word from our sponsor, we'll hear from Fred Sossman of Johnson City with a potluck radio segment for some fun Valentine's Day adult beverages. 
Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.com. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. With Valentine's Day approaching, we called in our resident mixologist, Phil Sharfstein, for some quick and easy cocktail ideas involving chocolate. Phil is the owner of One Stop Wines and Spirits in Johnson City, Tennessee. He says making your own Valentine's Day martinis does not have to involve a lot of trouble or expense. A chocolate martini we can start out with. Very easy to make. You can take a martini glass. We can rim that glass. A couple of things you can do. You can do it, make a chocolate rim with the chocolate syrup, dip the rim in it, pull it out. Then the basis for the drink is going to be about two ounces of vodka, two ounces of a chocolate liqueur, um, an ounce of Bailey's shaken poured in. That's the classic chocolate martini. If you want to give a little bit more pizzazz to the glass, take your chocolate syrup and just kind of do a swirl as from the bottom up to the top. It, it will hold to the glass when you pour that chocolate martini in. Of course, we all know this time of year we have a lot of chocolate-covered cherries that are given as gifts. We also have that ability with the chocolate martini. We can make the same chocolate martini, but we add a uh, marchino cherry with a little cherry juice on top. So that kind of gives us another little twist. One other martini that I'll, that comes to mind, we can do caramel vodka. We can do the chocolate liqueur with a little Bailey's. We can also rim it with uh, caramel syrup instead of doing the chocolate. Either way, they're very elegant, very showy, and really you don't have to have 50 uh, bottles on your bar to, to make a nice uh, martini like this for, for Valentine's Day. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and here are four events that are local food in focus brought to our community by nonprofit organizations that I thought you might be interested in. The Blunt County Public Library in Maryville, Tennessee is happy to announce the opening of its first ever seed library. This seed library will be operational during the months of March 1st through October 31st. The library is accepting donations with a few requests on the type of seed to donate. Donate any heirloom, non-GMO, non-hybrid, open-pollinated seeds. The seeds do not have to be organic. Make sure the seeds are dried thoroughly. Label with a common name and cultivar name if known. Label with the date harvested or purchased. And place in sealed bags or containers that keep the seeds dry. Donations are accepted at the reference desk in the adult services area. And if you're not sure about what kind of seeds you have, you can always contact the Blunt County Master Gardeners. Seed Saver and Master Gardener John Koykendall will be helping to celebrate the opening of the new seed library at the Blunt County Public Library in Maryville. 
and John will be delivering a talk about seeds, and he'll answer questions about gardening. This event takes place Friday, March the 1st, from 10 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. As part of IAM's Nature Center Take Action Month, IAM's Nature Center and Slow Food Tennessee Valley will be co-hosting a potluck dinner that celebrates locally raised foods, a seed swap, a seed talk from John Koykendall, and a showing of the documentary featuring John Koykendall and his life as a seed saver entitled Deeply Rooted, John Koykendall's Journey to Save Our Seeds and Stories. This event takes place at IAM's Nature Center on Sunday, March 31st from 5 o'clock until 8 p.m. There is no charge for this event, but if you do not have a dish to share for the potluck dinner, a donation of $5 will be asked. If you'd like to participate in the seed swap at this event on that evening, it follows the same guidelines as the Blunt County Library. Donate any heirloom, non-GMO, non-hybrid, open-pollinated seeds, and the seeds don't have to be organic. And be sure the seeds are dried thoroughly, and bring the seeds labeled in envelopes with you with the label of the common name and the cultivar if you know it. Label the date harvested or purchased, and place in sealed bags or containers that keep the seed dry. The 50th Anniversary Wild Game Dinner, benefiting the University of Tennessee Department of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries, will take place Saturday, February 16th from 5.30 until 8.30 p.m. at the University of Tennessee Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries building. With prepared wild game, a silent auction, live music, and door prizes. This is a potluck dinner. And if you bring a dish to share, there will be a reduction in ticket cost. Tickets can be purchased ahead of time, and the last day to purchase these tickets will be February 15th. And I believe children ages 10 and under are admitted without charge. And as always, information and links to all of these events are always available on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, under that link that says Listen to the Show. And now let's join our friend Bill Houston, owner of Houston's Mineral Well in Newmarket, Tennessee, and hear this story about a Newmarket resident who is the one that came up with the iconic Knoxville, Tennessee JFG coffee tagline, the best part of the meal. Well, Bill Houston, here we are in Newmarket, Tennessee, and I remember a long, 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 long time ago when we talked together at Carson Newman, you told me a story about a lady here from Newmarket, Tennessee that had something really big to do with JFG Coffee. Now, could you tell that story in her name? Her name was Nettie Ivy, and she lived down the street and around the corner from my grandfather. My grandfather ran the store here. And I think it was in the late 1920s or early 1930s that JFG Coffee had a contest. Now this is completely just anecdotal stories and and things that were told to me growing up. But JFG had a contest in which they wanted to have a slogan. 
And so there was an enormous prize of $50 uh, that if you wrote this slogan and they picked it out, you were going to win this prize. And she came up with the, the, the slogan, the, it's the best part of the meal which was their slogan, which was printed on their coffee cans and was on one of their big signs for a while. And uh, so she, they picked this, thought that was just tremendous and all that. And according to the story, my f- grandfather met with a representative from the JFG company and, and that what happened was since he ran the store, he, you know, they were informed about this contest you had an entry blank and in 25 words or less or in 10 words or less you uh, come up with this little uh, phrase and they had picked her and her address was here and they came to try to find her and my grandfather went down to the house with her and with the guy from JFG and they presented her a $50 bill and she just went completely bonkers and she was like you know like couldn't believe it and was just like hands in the air and and was laughing and hopping up and down. And uh, they just thought that this was the greatest thing. And um, her husband was a good friend of my grandfather, uh, Herman Ivey. He was a rather prominent uh, Newmarket uh, resident who was the slowest driver that I've ever been. He was notorious for how slowly he would drive. And I think that his car never got above idle. And he would just drive up the highway and around town. And if you got behind him, you just basically had to not think of getting there on time because he would just creep. I don't think he, I had ever, I've ever been behind him. He got over 10 miles an hour. And, uh, but he had this, drove this gigantic Chrysler. And, uh, but uh, Nettie Ivy um, lived quite a long time and I remember her very, very distinctly. And she was the one that came up with her slogan, according to rumor. But uh, my uh, family enjoyed telling the story about her. That's a and, wonderful story. Right. Their house is still uh, around the corner. Great big, huge um, two-story that I think is owned by the Baptist Church now and is used as their uh, uh, youth center now. Oh. What did she physically look like? She was very small, very kind of wiry, uh, small lady with a mouthful of teeth and uh, smiled a lot. And uh, uh, w- when she would talk, she was very, very energetic. And she was always kind of uh, almost nervous, uh, had a lot of energy when she would talk and all of that. She had uh, uh, kind of a really good sense of humor too, as I recall. Yeah. And uh, liked me as a kid and didn't try to you know, run me out of her yard or anything. But uh, she, was, she was a good lady. That's fantastic. Hi, this is Elaine Strano, Executive Director, Second Harvest Food Bank. Our website is secondharvestetn.org, and you're listening to Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website tennesseefarmtable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. 
Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.